Hello there, Divya here. So let's continue with chapter 3. A fire thrower swami. I once met a swami who could produce fire from the, his mouth. The flame would shoot out several feet. I tested him to see if the phenomenon was authentic. I asked him to wash out his mouth to be sure he was not secreting something like phosphorus in it. I also had my friends examine him. He seemed genuine. So I concluded this man must definitely be more advanced than my master. That Swami said to me, you are wasting your time and energy staying with your master. Follow me and I will give you some real wisdom. I will show you how to produce fire. I was so swayed by him that I decided to leave my master. I went to my master and said, I have found someone more advanced than you and I have decided to become his disciple. He said, I'm delighted. Go ahead. I want you to be happy. What does he do? I replied, he produces fire from his mouth. He is a very powerful Swami. My master requested, please take me to him. The next morning we went. The Swami was staying 23 miles away in the mountains and it took us two days to get there. When we arrived, the Swami bowed before my master. I was surprised and asked my master, do you know him? He replied, of course. I left a monastery some time ago. Now I know where he has been hiding. My master asked him, what have you been doing here? He said, sir, I have learned to produce fire from my mouth. When my master saw the flame come from his mouth, he laughed gently. He instructed me, ask him how many years it has taken to learn this. That Swami was proud by his accomplishment. He bragged, I have practiced 20 years to master this. Then my master said to me, a match will produce fire in a second. If you wish to spend 20 years to produce fire from your mouth, you are a fool. My child, that is not wisdom. If you really want to meet masters, I will give you directions to where they are staying. Go and have the experiences. Later, I realized that all such siddhis are but mere signs on the path. These powers are, have nothing to do with spirituality. I later found out after experiencing and examining that these psychic powers have little value. To the contrary, they can create serious obstacles on the path. Sometimes psychic powers develop. You start telling the fortunes of others. You start knowing things. These are all distractions. Do not allow them to obstruct your path. Too many people, including Swamis, have wasted time and energy on such distractions. Anyone who wants to develop Siddhis can do so and can demonstrate certain supernatural feats. But enlightenment is an entirely different matter. An Astounding Mystic Selflessness is one of the prominent signs of a spiritual man. If this quality is missing in the character of one who is supposed to be spiritual, he is not really a spiritual person. 
there was a well-known master named Karoli Baba who befriend, befriended me when I was still quite young. He lived in Nanital, one of the hill resorts in the Himalayas. He was a man who lived half here and half there. When someone came to him, he would say, Okay, now I have seen you. You have seen me. Ja, 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 ja. Which means, go, go, go. That was his habit. Once he was sitting and talking when one of the richest men in India came to see him with quite a big bundle of Indian currency. The man said, Sir, I have bought this for you. Baba spread the notes out and sat on them. He said, They are very, not very comfortable as a cushion. I don't have a fireplace so I can, cannot burn them for heat. They are, are of no use to me. What shall I do with them? The man said, Sir, it's money. Baba returned the money and asked him to get some fruit with it. The rich man said, Sir, there is no market here. Then how can you say it is money? Asked Baba. If it doesn't buy fruit, it isn't money for me. Then Baba asked him, What do you want from me? The man said, I have a headache. Baba replied, That you have created for yourself. What can I do for you? He protested. Sir, I have come for your help. Baba relented. All right, henceforth, there will be no headache. But from now on, you will be a headache to other people. You will be so miserably rich that you will be a headache to the whole of your community. And he is indeed, indeed a headache to his whole community even today. It is true that some amount of money is one of the necessary means of making oneself comfortable in the world. But it is also true that having more than necessary can be a source of misery. Hoarding money is a sin, for we are depriving others and creating disparity in society. Neem Karoli Baba loved Lord Rama, an incarnation of God, God and was always muttering a mantra which no one understood. This sage was adored by many people in northern India. People did not give him rest. They travelled with him from one mountain and village to another. He was very mysterious in his ways. I had many more delightful and funny experiences with Neem Karoli Baba, which you wouldn't believe. But a few Americans who have met him will understand what I am talking about. If someone came to see him, he would say, You were talking against me with such and such a person under such and such a tree. He would give the exact date and time of day. Then he would say, Now you have seen me. Go, go, go. Then he would cover himself with a blanket. One day, a pharmacist was delivering some powder from Talital to Malital. He was a devotee of Neem Karoli Baba, so he stopped to see him on the way. I was also there. Baba said, I am hungry. What is that you are carrying? The pharmacist said, This is arsenic. Wait, and I will bring some food for you. But Baba snatched the powder from him and ate a handful. Then he, then he asked for a glass of water. 
the pharmacist thought he would die from the poison but the next day he was quite normal he was not aware of the external if you asked him have you eaten your food he would answer no or yes but it would have no meaning if your mind is somewhere else you can eat many times a day and still remain famished i saw this with him 5 minutes after eating he would say i'm hungry because he didn't know that he had already eaten i would say you have taken your food and he would answer all right then i'm not hungry if i wouldn't tell him you have now eaten he would not stop one day i thought let me see how many times he can eat that day he took 40 meals at various houses he was eating the whole day we wanted to know about his powers and he knew what we wanted so when anyone brought food before him he ate they would ask will you eat and he would say okay he went on eating all day finally i came and said you have eaten enough he said oh have i i said yes in such a high state one becomes like a child he is not fully aware of mundane things and he is constantly aware of the truth my mother teacher i once went to assam to meet mataji a great lady yogi who was then 96 years of age she was living next to a famous shakti temple called kamakya everyone aspires to go there but very few are able to visit that place because it is in a far corner of india from calcutta i went to guwahati and then on foot to kamakya i reached the temple late in the evening stumbling in the darkness and stubbing my toes many times at that time there were three or four small wooden houses near the temple i was asked by the temple priest to stay on the second floor of the same building in which the famous woman was living my room had many holes and cracks through which mice and snakes would crawl in it was terrible but i was helpless i would close the holes with pieces of cloth which i found here and there i managed to live in that room for 2 months my experiences there were shocking and surprising in the beginning but very pleasant towards the end of my stay it was the 12th year in which this old woman had not come outside during the daytime however she regularly visited the temple at midnight and at 3 o'clock in the morning for the first four nights i remained inside my room but on the fifth night i came out and went to the temple it was a moonlit night when i reached the temple gate i could hear someone chanting mantras inside it was that old woman sitting all alone with an oil lamp burning beside her when she sensed me outside the north gate she shouted very assertively don't come in you will kill yourself i am the mother divine get out of this place i was frightened but at the same time i was curious to know what was happening inside that small temple i peeped in and she rushed towards me 
she was completely naked a bag of bones wrapped inside shining skin her eyes were glowing like bowls of fire she shouted go away why are you watching what i am doing i bowed in reverence and out of fear thinking thinking she would calm down but she whipped me with her cane and drove me away i went back to my room the next morning this mother teacher called me to her room and began to talk to me i said i need your blessings she was in silence for a few seconds and then muttered my nickname which was not known to anyone except my gurudeva she hugged me and put me on her lap i don't know what happened to me then but if there is any seventh heaven i can tell you i was there stroking me on the head she blessed me and said although you will find many obstacles on the path all will be crossed go with my blessings but i said i want to stay here for some time and she consented when i asked this mother teacher what she was doing all alone in the temple at 3 o'clock in the morning she said i do shakti worship and i do not want anyone near me at midnight and at 3 in the morning from midnight to 2 o'clock and from 3 to 4:30 nobody visits that temple she permitted me to sit with her for half an hour every evening when i sat in front of her my whole consciousness would rise exactly as if i was i was sitting before my master in my heart i accepted her as my mother teacher i had many questions i wanted to ask her but she told me to remain silent i followed her instruction and received answers to my questions without either of us speaking this silence where was more communicative than any other type of teaching the most advanced teachers impart their knowledge in silence she was very powerful and yet gentle old woman with tremendous will power i observed that whatever she said would always come true when someone came to ask her help she spoke very little and always in a brief sentence go it will happen bless you pray to divine mother then she would go to her room when i heard that this mother whom i called mother teacher did not lie down to sleep but would remain sitting in her meditation posture throughout the night i started observing her by peeping through the crack in her door i spent 3 days and nights watching her and found that it was true and that she never slept one day i said to her mother mother if you lie down i will give you a gentle massage which will help you to fall asleep she giggled and said sleep that is not for me i am beyond sloth and inertia i enjoy sleepless sleep for which i do not need to lie down one who enjoys yoga sleep why does she need the sleep of the pigs i asked what is that she said pigs eat beyond their capacity 
and then lay themselves down snoring. I wonder how they can help so much. She explained to me the whole anatomy of sleep and asked me if I knew that mechanism in which a human being goes from the conscious state to the dreaming state and then to the deeper state of sleep. She started giving me accurate and systematic lessons. After that, I was able to understand the Mandukya Upanishad, which explains the three states of mind, waking, dreaming, sleeping, and the fourth state, Turiya, which is termed as the state beyond. The Mandukya is considered to be the most important and difficult of all the Upanishads. I filled up 70 pages of my diary, taking down the notes as she talked. In her gentle, slow speech, there were no repetitions and no mistakes. She gave a systematic commentary on this Upanishad, which I intellectually understood but did not understand in reality until I started to practice remaining conscious during these four states. After two and a half months, a day of parting came. I was very sad. But she said, don't be attached to the mother image in my physical body and personality. I am the mother of the universe who is everywhere. Learn to raise your consciousness above and beyond my mortal self. With tears in my eyes, I looked at her and she said, be fearless, I am with you. I bade goodbye to her and came back to my Himalayan abode again. My master spoke very highly of this old woman. She had lived by that temple area since she was 12 years old and stayed there up to the age of 101 when she left her mortal body. An Ageless Yogi Practically every summer, Devraha Baba, who lives in the east of Uttar Pradesh, comes to a shrine in the Himalayan mountains for a few months. He is said to be quite aged. I do not know this directly, but I have heard Dr. Rajendra Prasad, the first president of India, say that from his own experience, he can attest to the fact that Devraha Baba is more than 150 years of age. He said that in his childhood, his father took him to this Baba, who was then a very old man. At the time, he gave the statement, Dr. Prasad was more than 70 years of age. This statement aroused my curiosity and I made it a point to meet this Baba when he stopped in Rishikesh on his way to the mountain shrine. We conversed often there. He was living in a temporary pine wood hut which was constructed for him when wherever he went. Sometimes he also lived in tree houses. He looked quite healthy and appeared to be in his 70s. Although he, he is very austere and gentle and doesn't allow any student to touch him, he sometimes gives discourses on divine love. He is very famous in North India. Huge crowds assemble to have his darshan. He has a large following 
and the police and the other government officers often visit him with the desire to be blessed several of my american students visited him during kumbh mela a great fair which is held every 12 years in india at haridwar in 1974 i tried to find out the secret of how he lived to be so aged i discovered that he practices certain aspects of yoga regularly and that he eats only fruits and vegetables there are many specific practices in yoga individual aspirants choose those which suit them during my conversation with baba he said happiness is the greatest wealth of all punctuality is essential practicing advanced methods of breathing is equally important the technique of agelessness is a technique of pranayama this devaraha baba is a symbol of love yeah so as we read it was i think today's chapter was really interesting and uh, kamakya temple is some is a, one of my uh, list that i have created to go so it would be my uh, wish someday that i was visit the kamakya temple you also go ahead and search about kamakya temple it's quite interesting to know about the temple and yes pranayama really helps in uh, our breathing techniques and in our health do pranayama and do visit kamakya temple thanks for listening